for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto for planners. You are now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning world. I am so excited today to be joined with Mark Nichols from Arbor Digital. Um, Mark is a longtime contributor to the PlannerDAO, and um, they were uh, one of the most requested um, or highest rated, I guess you could say, segments from the Crossroads Conference we did back in April in 2021. Um, and so today we're going to share just a little bit about client conversations you have with existing clients. Um, so, sorry, Mark, I already got like way hard, far ahead of myself. Welcome. So excited for you to be here. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about how you ended up with Harvard? Oh, no worries, Justin. We, we're going to have a lot of fun today with this conversation. And, and thank you so much for having me and, and bringing us back onto the, the show. Uh, we, we always appreciate the invitations. And uh, so, yeah, quick little about myself. Uh, I have a rich history in uh, finance, I guess, uh, in the traditional world, uh, about 10 years now, uh, with two years now being fully dove into digital assets, Bitcoin uh, and crypto, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, the, the definitions still aren't set. Um, and before that, I was actually a professional tennis player, professional athlete, uh, you know, pretty much the minor leagues, though, I, I won't toot my own horn too much. Um, but I think all of that has actually prepared me for what what I do today. So that's that's just a quick, quick brief. And I'm based here in Austin, Texas with my wife and we have our two rescue pups. That's awesome. And I, I do need some help with my backhand, um, you know, when we get done with this. I got you um, covered. Thanks, man. Now, we, so one of the things that um, Arbor Digital did at the Crossroads Conference that was so helpful was they they talked about client conversations and almost like model um, the, the kinds of, you know, objections and things that you hear from, from real clients. And, um, you know, one of the things that the Planner DAO and, you know, this, this podcast is really aimed to do is to help advisors get in the trenches with your clients and help, you know, explain, understand, educate, you know, digital assets. And so oftentimes we, we tend to think about new clients right? Like existing, or I'm sorry, existing clients are, are sort of maybe put on a, a secondary place because it's like, hey, this is something brand new that you have something new to talk about. You have a new niche to go after. It's always this new, exciting thing. Um, full disclosure, that was exactly my case too. Um, you know, I'm down here in Tampa and I, I tell people again, my, my client base is like old and then add on like seven to 10 more years to whatever you think is old. Like you need to add some more, you know, to that number to get to where you know, the average age of my clientele was down here in Florida. And so I did the same thing. Like when I first came into contact with digital assets, I instantly started thinking about this is something new. This is a new clientele. This is a new niche. This is a new opportunity. Um, and so sometimes the existing client conversations are just not not thought of as well, or we, we haven't really articulated or practiced those things. And so the thing that Arbor did great was was giving people an opportunity to hear and to see, um, you know, how you handle objections, how you uh, deal with just the different things that come up in a real setting that mm -hmm. we're all accustomed to. Yeah, great, and thank you. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to hear that there was a lot of value from that. 
uh, segment at the crossroads. It was a wonderful event. I unfortunately was not able to make it due to some con, just a big flight conflict. So we'll, we'll leave that story for another day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what we've been able to learn over the last four years. And again, I think even before we had an investment solution for clients, you know, Matt Koleski, who is the president of Arbor Capital, which is the RIA, which Arbor Digital exists under, and then Kirby Houchin, who is a CFP himself, um, you know, they were introducing the conversation well before they started allocating. And I think that's an important piece. Um, and then even before you start conversating with clients, you need to make sure you have a understanding. And I think that gets lost. Um, Matt, you know, dove in himself and Kirby dove in himself years prior to doing the conversations and then even more so before allocating. And there's a, there's a certain threshold you have to meet before you feel that level of comfort to bring it into conversations. And this is, and this is where I get jazzed up. Uh, my, my biggest uh, energy driver is I love the intersection of the practical and the science with the um, art form of managing client relationships. You know, how do you talk? How do you incorporate all the emotions? You know, we're, we're human beings with, with emotions, behaviors, and we don't, we rarely ever act completely logically. <laughs> and so you have to navigate that. And when you, it's already difficult enough to do that with traditional investments, with traditional yeah. financial planning, you know, it's something still the industry struggles with. And so that's where a lot of my background in the traditional side is, is really bridging that gap and helping advisors and advisory teams really understand those things to bring more value out of their conversations and add more value to clients' lives. And so that's no different when you come into crypto and start having that crypto conversation. So that's a big reason why we felt it was so important to bring it to a workshop like, like Crossroads. Yeah, no, and I, I love that you said that you and I both share a passion for the, the behavioral side of, of money because um, at the end of the day, money is a relational tool, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not numbers and percentages and commas. And, and you know, it, it's, that, that's a huge part of it. You have to understand, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, you know, the actual science and the math part, but this is so much more. And, um, you know, I think. Here, Justin, really I'll, I'll, I'll throw something out there to think about for everyone listening. Um, what is, what are the top two things? that destroy trust in relationships. And when I say trust in relationships, don't just think, you know, advisor client relationships. Think think about you and your wife or you and your kids or you and your brothers or sisters or you and your very close friends who you've had for 20, 30 years. Um think about uh any relationships that have been destroyed or some sort of destruction has happened to those relationships. There are two things that are the top reasons why that happens. And the number one thing is is what, Justin? It's financial conflict. It's financial conflict or money money issues. It's the number yeah. one thing. Yeah, and it's I, I and again the different studies have different numbers, but I think it it is almost like dwarfing the other issues. You know, I mean, there's there's always some other things, but it's the stress related to to, to money, and so yep. you know that's the opportunity advisors have to come into you know clients' lives and help them manage you know those those issues, that stress, you know, the, the sort of the gaps that exist in being able to communicate and again, relate with, um, with money to, you know, whether it's just interpersonally or in a relationship. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's so, it's so new 
this new asset class, it's got some some crazy features that you know we're still getting comfortable with. Mm-hmm. That it, it we I, I think we're we're still we're still learning how to speak to clients about it. I guess is what you know I'm getting. I think I think what what Arbor did such a helpful job with. And so, if you don't mind, Mark, I would love to maybe walk through two sort of different scenarios um, that we could maybe. I mean. Fair disclosure, I was in sixth grade, I think an extra in a drama play. Um, so I'm not sure role playing <laughs> is, is is the right word here, but um, maybe you could play the role as, as the advisor and I can play the role as, you know, sort of the client perspective and kind of just, we can go back and forth. Like we're in a real uh, you know, relationship, a financial relationship that is, um, you know, you're trying to, to, to help and introduce crypto digital assets, the idea um, to an existing relationship. Because like we said, I, I think my mistake was thinking that this was instantly for somebody new. And mm-hmm. the reality was I had a lot of, of existing clients I had known for, for 10, 15, 20 years, some of them, and and they were hearing about this Bitcoin thing. They were hearing about you know this crypto stuff. And I, I wasn't as prepared. I didn't have a better mindset to mm-hmm. introduce this you know, concept to them or, you know, this, what this asset class could be, the investment thesis with someone that I have known and talked about money for so long with. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's kind of the, the, the very general framework. This could be epically terrible or amazing. <laughs> and we're just going to go with it and see what happens. Yeah, that's great. And I think maybe even but just, I guess, real quick before that, let's, uh, let's go through maybe a pre-checklist. Uh, so that way to understand, you know, when we get into this maybe, and we like to call it skill practice. A lot of people get a little nervous when we say role play. Role play is, you know, <laughs> makes people feel a little jumpy. So we, we like to call it skill practice. Um, so uh, I guess setting the stage. So before you go into any conversations, and this is where we're gonna focus on existing client relations. These are the clients you've had relationships with, with 10, 15, 20 years, sometimes 30, 40 years, you know, it yeah. really depends, but these are your long-term relationships. And really what that means is you have a lot of trust built. So what what I think is important to recognize is that advisors who have a lot of trust built, they're very, very hesitant to introduce new things like a crypto, like a digital, or go out and proactively engage these trusted relationships with these types of things because you don't want to damage that. And that is that yeah. makes so much sense. So if, if you're a... And I think a, a mistake that people who are in the crypto space, professionals who are deep dives, um, they make the mistake of saying, why aren't you talking to your clients about this? You know, they beat them over the head and say, why, why, why? And a lot of times it's just because, hey, I don't want to destroy the trust that I've built. It takes so long to build trust and it's and trust is lost in an instant. Um, yeah. And that's so important to realize. So if you're an advisor listening to this and you haven't been having the conversations or you're, you've been a little hesitant to, that's okay. And hopefully after we go through these things, um, you'll be a little more confident in going through it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is before you go into conversation, you really have to understand yourself. Where are you at with crypto? So here are the, here's the three item checklist that I'll give you to do before you start engaging current clients, trusted relationships with crypto or digital assets. Uh, the first thing is, is your preparation in terms of education. How educated are you? So what I mean by that is not, can you explain a blockchain to somebody? Can you explain the ins and outs of Bitcoin? Can you explain Ethereum? I'm talking, do you know the history? What is, like, 
is blockchain new, old? What is it? Because when you do the deep dive, you'll understand that blockchain is actually very old technology. It's it's nothing mm -hmm. new um, or the concept of a blockchain. It's just a ledger. Um, so that's the first thing, education. The, the second thing is then having a stance, you know, your general feelings toward it. And it's okay whether you like it, you love it, or you hate it. Because no matter what your feelings are, you need to have these conversations with client. And actually, I would say, especially if you hate it and you think it's risky and you think it's a Ponzi scheme, I would say you are even more uh, fiduciary obligated to talk to your clients proactively, your current clients proactively about crypto. Right. Um, that's my that's my big thing, uh, my controversial statement I'll make. Um, and then what we do at Arbor to help you understand where you are at, here's what I'm going to give you to set the stage. So we have three groups that we kind of put everyone into. We have our crypto apathetic. So those are your people who don't really pay attention, don't have any feelings toward it, or actually may not like it. They think it's rat poison. You'll hear those types of things. So you have your first group there. Then you have your second group. Um, which is your crypto curious. Um, these are the people that are like, you know, I've heard about it. I've seen it on the headlines. I've, you know, started looking into it. I've read a couple of things. I still don't really get it. But, you know, maybe this person has thrown a thousand bucks into a Coinbase account. They went ahead. It takes them three minutes to open up a Coinbase account. You know, I just, I just went on there just to test it out, see what it was going. Mm -hmm. And then your third group is your crypto uh, natives, you know, your crypt, your deep dive. These are your people that are fully in it. You know, they understand the technology. They may heck, they may even be working in this space. Um, and so you have those three general groups. And so you need to understand kind of those groups before you can kind of, you know, start having conversations right. because you just don't know. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, once you start having conversations with your current clients, you're going to be really surprised with what you find in terms of where they are on that spectrum. So I'm sorry, Justin. I just feel like that's no. a really good place just to set the stage before Absolutely. we actually get into a conversation. Absolutely. No, I think that that's, that's essential. You know, I always benefited from um, breaking down my clients based on like financial profiles, um, financial personality. Yeah. I knew which one of my clients was a family steward who would literally, I mean, not spend a dime if he knew that he was helping create, you know, a better legacy for his kids or, you know, opportunity like that. Understanding financial personality types is mm -hmm. really powerful in shaping how you need to communicate, what you need to say, what you should focus on. So I, I really appreciate that because I think going into this, you, you need to, to sort of be, be listening for where, where do these people fit? Because it's going to give you clues about where you need to go, about what you mm -hmm. need to, to talk about. And I love that you said, you actually might be surprised. Um, you know, this was one of the experiences that I had was I assumed 99.999% of, you know, my existing clients were crypto apathetic. You know, they're, again, they're, 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 they're older, they have different needs, you know, it's all about income. And what do you mean by older, Justin? Tell, tell us what you mean by older, because I think that a lot of people apply their own definitions to what that means. So my, the, the median age of my client base was probably at their like early to mid seventies. Okay. And so they are, they're in retirement. They are living the retirement plan that we had made. They may have trust assets that they are either living off of or managing for future generations. Or sometimes the 50 something son is the trustee on the 85, 90 year old mom's 
trust account and we're working with you know the that second layer of um, you know the, the the beneficiary level so there's there's just it's it's skewing towards this this older audience and it, like i said if you thought like you know maybe late 60s you got to add another five to seven years yeah um, so that's that's and, and to your point i assumed all of them would be crypto apathetic and yeah. i was shocked to learn that there were there were several that we're just far more curious about it and you know still needed to have a framework to, to understand where it fit in their financial lives mm -hmm. but they they weren't clueless and they weren't just a hundred percent against it like i sort of assumed yeah uh, that's very well said and i would say the the last thing before jumping into a conversation is you know just really understanding your own mindset as an advisor and here, the best mindset to be in that's going to have the best conversations with your clients about crypto, your current clients, is think of it like a discovery conversation. Think of it like almost a new relationship. You are not there to talk about what you know about crypto. You're not there to say what you think about crypto. Go in there with the goal of that conversation just to discover, learn, and listen what your clients think, know, and are doing with crypto. That's mm -hmm. it. And... Yeah. Again, just the the old adage when you're having client conversations, you know, you should you should be talking 10% of the time and the client should be talking that it's it's no different here with these conversations. You are there to just discover and learn. Because again, like you said, um, you may learn something you just you 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 didn't Absolutely. think was was the reality. So let's let's start with the a, a scenario um, where again, Mark, you're gonna be the advisor, sure. I'm gonna be the client, I am going to be an older gentleman let's say in his mid sixties and you're, you're going to try to figure out if I'm crypto apathetic, crypto curious, you know, so on and so forth. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've, we've had an existing relationship. Like we are, we are right on the cusp of me entering my retirement dreams. I've, you know, we've worked really hard together to make this plan, you know, come to, to life. And I, we are like right there ready to pull the trigger on, distribution planning, retirement, you know, cash flow management, just all that good stuff. So um, I'm going to do my best to stay in character. I, again, make no promises that <laughs> this may be the, the don't worst go easy idea on... we ever have. That's okay. And don't go easy on me, Justin. I'm no, ready. No, no, no. <laughs> all, of, all of this comes from conversations I had with my real clients. So I'm literally just going to regurgitate what my real client said back to me. Let's do it. Hi, Mark. I just no, how I'm, are you today? I'm that was, <laughs> Sorry, that was that was just my lame attempt to, to be okay. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for your time um, meeting with us today. It's good to see you always. How how are the wife and kids? Wife and kids are good, Justin. Uh, I appreciate you asking. Uh, and yes, uh, it's it's always great to connect you. I'm really happy you and your wife were able to come in uh, today to discuss your our and go through our financial plan that we've been you know doing for all, all of our relationship together. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Yep, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to count down the days. I really am. I didn't think I'd ever want to leave, but I, I, now I'm just, I can't think about anything else except what I'm going to do with my time. You know, we talked about all these other things, opportunities for me. I, I'm actually really wanting to, to do a, um, a, like a, like a, a teaching course. Um, there's a local a state college here that has an opportunity, and I, I just can't wait to, to go in and kind of find this new thing that I can, you know, pour my passions in. So, so what do you got for us today? Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm excited for you to, to get to do all that. And we're hopefully going to do our part in making that a reality for you. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so we have a lot to dive into. Uh, we've already gone through a lot of the main things in our conversation so far. So uh, you know, it sounds it sounds like you have a grasp of that. We we have a lot of different pieces already in place. There's just one last piece that we need to start talking about a little bit more as it becomes more prevalent uh, in the investment world. And that's uh, I wanted to get your thoughts or a sense of how familiar you you are with digital assets or crypto, Bitcoin. You know, so I want to just gauge you and your wife. How familiar are you guys with the, with those pieces? Wait a minute. You said Bitcoin isn't Bitcoin, right? Like that's that's that uh, thing that Elon Musk was talking about on TV. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Are you wait a minute? Are you asking me if, if I know what that is or are you telling me that that's something that you you're into? No, you know what? I really just want to get a sense and make sure that you, if you have any experience with it, that I want to learn that if you have any experience. So have you had any experience with it? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is crazy. Um, you know, Mark, you know, our, our oldest son, um, his freshman roommate, he is into that, uh, that Bitcoin thing. And Mark, he, he has a gambling problem. He is oh, no. the biggest mess. And he keeps telling my son about that that Bitcoin thing. I, what? So wait a minute. What are again? Are you are you saying that we need? To, are you into this? Well, you know what? Not right now. Uh, we are not actively engaged in the space where we are at with this right now. Is really understanding and learning about it because it's so prevalent right now. Especially so every year now when you do your taxes. The first question you're going to be asked is if you engage or have traded or transacted in you know bitcoin or any other digital assets so now as a part of our planning structure that we have we've added that into that to make sure that we understand if you're actually engaged in it doing any transactions and especially since we have all of your kids accounts as well we have to have a full picture of you know if there's any you know out there risks that you're taking that we need to make sure that isn't going to destroy any of the good planning we've done over the last 30 years together. Um, so that's a big reason why I'm mainly asking the questions to learn about what you and you know the family are doing. So we are actively learning in the space, but we don't we're not actively engaged in it right now. Does well, that make sense? It's, yeah, yeah. Again, I, it's it's funny because you know my 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 oldest son he he was definitely. Um, talking about it when he came home for, for Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, he even put some money into to something. It was like an app on his phone. Um, he was just, but he, he seemed, he seemed kind of interested in it. I, I just, everything I've heard, it just sounds like it's, it's what criminals use and it's rat poison. And, and mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm, but I'm, I guess I'm just curious, why is it becoming such a thing? Oh, Justin, you know, we we've heard a lot of the same things and you are not alone in in hearing and seeing uh, what I've, we've had a lot of conversations with other clients who have who have seen the same things as well. Um, so completely understand that. And for us, um, you know, really getting a picture, we're still getting educated ourselves. Um, so we have a basic understanding of, of what it is. And, you know, it really is a little different than what we thought it was. Um, so, but I'd love to learn more about how you feel about it. So you've read these headlines and you've got these things. So how do you feel about it? You've got now this experience uh, with your son and his roommate. So is this something that you, you thought about deeper than that? No, uh, no, haven't, haven't really done any research or looked at it. I just, 
that was the the one one time that uh, you know it really kind of was confronted with what it is. I, I mean, Mark, at the end of the day, I I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, I'm I'm excited to start this new chapter of my life. I don't know if I really want to to learn about something, whether it's a fad or or not a fad or a bubble. I mean, that mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of what you've always done for us. Is your that's your job, you know? And, and so, mm-hmm. I mean. What do you think I should do? Is this something that I need to, to maybe spend some time with? I'm going to have a lot of free time here in about you know six more months. Well, Justin, if I heard you correctly, you know we really haven't done a deep dive on it. Both you and I together, um, we really don't understand the inner workings of it. So because of that, we're not going to make any moves for you in your situation right now. But it's important for me to know, I now understand that you are not as engaged with it. You're not taking on any risk. So again, I don't see any issues with our planning that we've done so far. So that makes me feel a lot better uh, as heading into, uh, you know, this new stage of your life that you're going to go and do all these great things. So that I actually feel better that we've had this conversation. So I I appreciate you sharing. One thing I am going to want to do in our, in a future meeting though, is maybe get in touch with your son, um, given as, you know, we help not just take care of you guys, but we're going to help take care of the rest of your family because, you know, we want to make sure that we're all making sound money decisions uh, throughout the, throughout the entire uh, family. Uh, So what I'd like to do is maybe set up a further, I would love to learn more of what your son's doing and the roommate. Um, But for you and your situation right now, we're all set. Um, I think I've got what I need here to make a decision for, for you and your retirement plan. Um, But I think those are the next steps. What do you think about that? Does that, do you think that fits within what we've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's helpful to to know that we're we're still moving full steam ahead on this plan that we've had for so long. And, and yeah, please reach out to my son because Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. And listen, if something happens further down the road and we think it's going to be something that's important, that's going to help you achieve some of those goals that we're going to go into this next next stage of life, you better believe we're going to be right there with you. We'll bring it to you in a responsible way. But as of right now, I don't think there's any action items here. But uh Great. Let's set up a time uh, with your son. Sounds good, Mark. And scene. Wow. All Our right. very first ever um, role-playing skills development um, <laughs> scenario. So um, first off, I'm, I'm sorry. that that. I hope that that came across um, to you guys who are listening um, way better than it was kind of awkward, like Mark making you know crazy faces at me for being so weird. <laughs> um, no, I, I – so just key takeaways that I love how you – you addressed my, my my sort of frustration that my my one experience with it was a very negative thing mm-hmm. and instantly reassured me that like look this plan we've been working on for a really long time is is not going to be thrown to some you know crazy whim like i think that was that was a really helpful thing and i also love how you at the end you you pivoted to like helping my son because again oftentimes in these relationships it's it's going to almost be a bottom up approach where you go and help the next generation out and you get a very positive experience. Their, their endorsement of, you know, what's going on sometimes can help soften, you know, a parent, if, um, you know, a, a child is, is feeling like, Hey, I'm getting really good help from you. And they're helping me understand this thing. That is going to be a huge part of my future. Um, that can often soften, you know, an existing client relationship. Again, who's just very, Uh, very cautious. So anyways, those are my first two key takeaways. Yeah. And you nailed it. I think, uh, you know, we try to be very purposeful with our conversations, you know, again, 
the goal for me going into these conversations with current clients is again, ask questions, learn about it. And then, you know, again, this isn't, this isn't new. These are the same conversations you've had with clients over the last 40 years, right? These are the same things, you know, when you're bringing new things like other wealth strategies, like, you know, annuities or some tax strategy or some other estate planning strategy, like these are new things for clients always. So it's just another new thing. So understanding where the client is, where their family is, that's the most important thing in these conversations. And then I think the, the last thing is just really making them feel heard and understood and letting them know, hey, you're not alone. It's okay to feel the way you feel. It's okay to be where you are. And, and that's where we're here just to give you a safe space to tell me about all of that stuff. And then yeah. I think the, the last piece to ensure is let them know that you're paying attention. Even if you don't have an investment solution, even if you don't know much about it, that's okay. Um, but the fact is, is that you could have something. So one of the things that I would say a lot of advisors are doing right now, especially advisory teams. So we have a lot of firms we work with. Um, and I think one thing that we're noticing what they do is they have a specific advisor or one person, kind of their crypto you know, uh, ambassador, mm -hmm. if you will, who they're sending that person in to go, to, go through the learning process. So actually a, a good way, what we've seen that, what, because we've been on a lot of client calls with their clients because they still don't feel comfortable having these conversations themselves. Um, what they'll do is they'll say, hey, you know what? Actually, we have you know XYZ advisor who's on our team. They are doing a deep dive to make sure we are in this space and understand what is happening. So that way, when the time does come, if we do need to make some sort of decision around it, um, we will be ready and prepared. And that's kind of, and you know, that's kind of why they hire us. And you know, that's why that's yeah. part of the value. So having something there just to say, hey, we're paying attention. We're, you know, we have somebody in the office. We have this great partner in Arbor, whatever the case is, like just so that way they know like, okay, I can come back to you and ask questions and I can feel safe. Because I think the other thing we're finding in some conversations, especially with existing clients, what we're finding is some existing clients who are, again, are in that age range or a little bit older, they know how smart their advisor is. They know kind of what their advisor is going to be like. Justin, why did you do that? Come on, we've been doing all this planning and you went and did that with your money. You went and spent 100K or you went and did this crazy investment without me knowing. That, that is totally what could be happening behind the scenes. A lot of clients are going yeah. in and dipping their toes and, and going and making investments without the knowledge. And then now they're afraid to say, oh, oh I, I know you wouldn't approve of this. So giving them that safe space to really just tell their story and just tell their experience, even if they don't have one, great. Now, you know, they don't have one. Um, right. So anyway, I'll just, no, I, yeah, no, I, and I, no, no, I, that's, that's all, that's all really helpful. And, and maybe we, if, again, if this is a, uh, this is something that people, uh, you know, like and, and want us to do more, we can dive in and do more, um, you know, these, these sort of skill buildings, because the truth is I, I actually, that, that was another great experience that, um, you know, worked with a father and a son, actually played soccer with the son, and he got his, you know, dad into, you know, some crazy altcoins, but made an insane amount of money in a really short amount of time. And it was a very uh, trepidation about sharing, like, oh my gosh, I did this thing. And it actually, you know, I, mean, I can't even remember what it was. Um, so yeah, like that, th those, those things exist. And I love how you created the opportunity to get to understand it and better know, you know, where the client is on this. And then you didn't just bulldoze ahead. So that was the other mistake I made that I wish if I could go back, you know, in time, 
I was so excited to like, oh, you don't know anything. Okay, let me tell you. Like, this is the time for me yeah. to just blow your mind with how amazing, you know, Satoshi's white paper is. And the yep. truth was that I, I should have waited for another opportunity to say, listen, it sounds like you've given me a really good feedback. I know where we need to begin, you know, this conversation um, and, and maybe set up, you know, this follow-up where I could have had a, a more... Uh, I, I guess structured time to, to talk about it as opposed to saying you you we've never talked about it before in the past I just introduced it you just told me you're you're skeptical but now I'm going to shove this thing down your throat like that yeah that was a mistake that I made and and, and I wish I would have done what you did which was to say hey listen thanks for thanks for giving us this everything is good right now you know when this becomes really important we'll keep you posted and, and you you gave the opportunity for it to be reintroduced without it being so sort of out of the blue and that's again that, that was a mistake that i felt like i made um <laughs> with this poor couple and, and oh, that poor guy and that's okay uh this is this is a muscle to uh, that you have to reach you have to keep training and it's and it's tough and especially with something so new in technology and especially if you are excited if, if personally you you had these feelings toward it um and that's where i think it's a great way to maybe end this episode is talk about some of the mistakes and some of the things to avoid actually when going yeah. into conversations um, so I would say there are three big things that we see, um, things to be cognizant of. One is your own feelings about crypto. So we actually see there are there are more people going into the middle uh, of kind of the feeling spectrum. We have your people who are evangelical about it. They love it. They, they think it's the next big thing since sliced bread. And then although on the other hand, we see the it's rat poison. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a it's a house of cards. It's going to fall down at some point. And then that's where we've seen the majority of people. Like when we have yeah. these client conversations, you either have one of those two. And more and more recently, I would say we've had more people in the middle. Like kind of like, ah, I heard it was rat poison, but now I've kind of been learning about it. And now I'm like, ah, I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> um, but I would say regardless of where you are on that spectrum, the first thing is check yourself, right? Don't bring your own personal feelings into the conversation. Let your yeah. clients bring their feelings. Um, and then don't let that you know, influence. So that's the first thing. The second thing that we see as a mistake is, again, this is this is like the thing, um, and, I'll, and I'll go back to something I learned very, very early in my advisory career, which is nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So it's the same thing here. Even if you are knowledgeable, even if you know everything about the technology, do not bring it up on your first call. That's a different conversation. And that's why we like to distinguish between when we're talking to existing clients, our goal for this conversation is purely discovery. We're not going to pitch an investment solution. Even if we have one, we're not going to pitch a webinar yet. We're, well, actually, we may pitch a webinar. We may say, hey, we're going to host a webinar and education event if you want to learn more. So that's a, that's the thing I was going to say for the end. But so that's the second thing. Just be, be cognizant of that. And the third thing is the mistake we make is that, again, because this is new, they want to compare it to other things before understanding if it's a real good comparison. You know, they want to compare it to other stocks or they want to compare it to other, you know, in innovations, which is fine, but make sure the, that you understand your comparisons. We just see a lot of people giving misinformation out there. And then next thing you know, and we've this has been an actual experience, a client has gone into uh, and learned about it themselves and they've actually pushed back onto the advisor and said no this isn't true 
So that's a big thing. So I would say those are the three key things to make sure that that you avoid. Again, if you're not an expert, don't try to be an expert. That's just the main story there. And yeah, just keep it. Uh, I think everyone wants to complicate these things. Keep it simple. These are just people you've known for 30 years. These are people that trust you. And you just got to be disciplined and responsible and, and just help them and just do the same thing you've been doing for them for the last 30 years. Yeah, I, that's that's an excellent um, summary and takeaway. And, and a, a helpful reminder that this these things with existing clients, that like you started off saying, they are built on a trusted relationship that you've worked really hard to earn. Mm-hmm. And you also don't need to be afraid that it's, you know, just this fragile, fragile thing. Like it, you know, this is, this is something that you want to have a good understanding about where they are because it is going to pop up in their life. They are going to hear about it at parties and gatherings and from their kids or from their peers. And so you need to, to let them know that you can be in a position to, to speak to them and put it into the context of their financial plan. I think that's mm-hmm. always the, the goal is take all of these investment choices, options, you know, all this, this new stuff, but that's why they engaged you was because they need your help to take and decipher all that, filter it down and put it into a plan that's going to let them live their lives. Um, Absolutely. Very well said. Well, Mark, I I really hope we, uh, we do this again soon. And thank you so much for uh, enduring my sixth grade drama, um, you know, impersonations. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure my sixth grade teacher, her name is Miss Torres. I think she'd be proud of me, Mark. I really do. I think she would too, Justin. <laughs> well, that's the Crypto for Players podcast for today. The most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friend.